Podcast. I'm Shay, and I'm joined here with my guy Akmal Boulevard. Say what's up. What up? What up? What's going on, world? Hey, up, world? how you feeling today? Feeling good. Um, you should be feeling great. It's ten weeks in. Episode ten. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Yeah. Who knew we that we would make it? We survived 2020. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so far, <laughs> that's a blessing within the show. Yeah, that's true. Another day, another survival story. Of course. Man, we got um some interesting things to talk about. <clears throat> because, you know, I was thinking, right? I'm like, we made it 10 weeks. 10. I didn't we know did. we would make it this far. I'm glad we, we have. It's time to turn it up a notch. So, like oh, I was saying, recording. anything happen, uh, this is just for market research. <laughs> anything... <laughs> Anything interesting happened this week? Anything interesting? Um, I think every day I see how technology transformed people. Okay. You know, like um, I see the Clint. Well, can we say their names? Claymont twins. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. seeing their body, their transformation—that's crazy. And then even seeing the article mm-hmm. about a man having a um, uterus transplant. Oh, yeah. Had a baby. I think it was a hoax, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't, I saw that. That was one of the crazy things I saw. And if yeah. that becomes a reality, yeah, that's... Yeah, I think it was crazy because people weren't even surprised. They were just like... Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? But they, you know, shit happens so crazy these days. It was just another day. Yeah. <laughs> another day. Well, so, what have you seen? What? Most out of pocket? Yo, on yeah. my way here... I saw a fire tornado out mm. in Cali. Yeah. In the midst of the forest fires. And I thought that was some crazy shit. Like everything look looks apocalyptic. Like I don't everything know everything that's going on, the fires, the Yeah. Cuz you said this where? In California? Yeah. I told you a long time ago God hates California. <laughs> Y'all don't want to believe me, but it is what it is. One day, I want to really talk about how people who create science fiction know a lot more than meets the eye. Like, I always love horror movies mm-hmm. and a little bit of sci-fi, but the shit is hitting too close to home these days. You know what? Yeah, that's <laughs> funny you mention that because Outkast got a song called Synthesizer. Mm-hmm. And then Andre 3000 was like, instead of saying sci-fi, he said sci-faction. Like, cause become a facts now. No, for things real. that you, you know, he was saying like, you know how back in the day, you think of seeing in the future just putting on a helmet and, you know, these different wires going through your head. And but now, cars. right. But now it's like you actually think it. It's not too sci-fi. It's like yeah, facts. Like Black Mirror is coming <laughs> true. <clears throat> Yeah, Do you scary. think technology is that's the drive behind technology? What the uh, science fiction? 
Yeah, to make science fiction facts, I guess. I think those people are already plugged into something and they know it's coming. Like, I don't know if it's kind of a warning if mm. horror movies are like, this is what can happen if you mishandle the technology that's coming. And that's pretty much what that song is about. That's what you said. It was a warning. <laughs> yeah, that's how <laughs> I feel. Because I remember seeing um, a clip of like a movie um, and it took place at the same place where George Floyd was killed. The movie mm. never came out, but it showed like martial law and then like people being in concentration camps and the women being left alone. So then they raped and kidnapped and it was exaggerated, but seeing the way the things are forming in the world, not so much. Yeah. And I don't even think it's, it's not that it's something new. I think with technology is exposed, you know. And let me note that the man that made the movie, him and his family were killed. Mm. Like when I like phenomenons around shit like that, always pique my interest. Like I remember reading about Passion of the Christ. I've never seen that movie, right? Mm. I didn't want to because I felt like it was a movie that shouldn't have been made. Like sensationalizing that part of religion wasn't something I felt like should have been done. And then I read about like three people being struck by lightning during that, during that, the that filming. The yeah. yeah, I'm like, uh, how much of a you don't need to do this shit warning do right. you need? But I think that's human nature. I think humans try to stretch their limits, and that's that's like what is the limits, you know? As far as our human experience, like you know, how far do we want to go? That's a good question. That's a good question. I feel like when you start doing shit that has obvious and immediate repercussions to not just yourself but to the masses that's pretty much past any boundary that you should go that's what I feel like and I feel like you know when you have to convince yourself to do shit outside of your conscience you mm -hmm. probably shouldn't be doing it like if you're trying to justify some shit to yourself you probably shouldn't do it right that's, I mean, but I think a lot of people go to the extreme justifying it just to mm -hmm. kind of fill that void. And that's why they maybe go to the extreme of thinking they're black and convincing people they black. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just to convince themselves. What is it? Cognitive dissonance? Yeah. yeah. And see, and that brings us into, like, I guess our main topic for today um, about body dysmorphia. And I'm glad you said cognitive dissonance because I think they kind of go hand in hand. But uh, body dysmorphia is a mental illness. You know what I'm saying? I think cognitive dissonance is something that people choose to do. Mm. Like people choose to feel that way about certain things to make it easier for them to deal. They choose to disassociate right and wrong. Okay. I think that's why people create religions instead of tailoring themselves to fit the religion they rather just create a new religion that allowed them so to what the happened if, to themselves. that's how people with body dysmorphia feel like i'm gonna create my body you're right you know and i said it's a mental illness yeah you know what i mean yeah so let me let me even go a step back let me break it down a little bit um give you the written definition the white man's definition <laughs> Body dysmorphia is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. 
So it's physically what you perceive to be a flaw in your physicality. Um, some of the main ones we know of is like anorexia and bulimia, just to... Right, because I was about to say, when you think of body dysmorphia, that's what a lot of people associate, mm-hmm. um, like bulimic and um, eating disorders and stuff like that. Right. But it's a disorder. And even if you break down the war- word disorder, mm-hmm. like something not in order somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll buy. Um, and it notes that the flaw can be minor or imagined. So it could be something small or something that's entirely in your head. The person could spend hours a day trying to fix it, and they may turn to many cosmetic procedures or exercise excessively. So, like, people, if you're not familiar with anorexia, anorexia is, like, when you perceive fat on your body and you're dumb skinny, like, right. you know, um, or bulimia, people who purge food, but then they fear gaining weight, so then they throw it up. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they don't want to gain weight and, uh, people, they treat, they treat both of those disorders with like, uh, seeing a clinical therapist. Um, cause it's not, it's no cure. Like no one can cure how you view yourself, right? but they can, you know, give you tools. Um, and I guess it's sort of grounding and put things in perspective with like clinical treatment. Um, so yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about things that I, looking at the definition, some things that you see I fit. question whether or not their body dysmorphia too. And if so, should we handle it differently as a society? Should we treat it the same as an eating disorder? Or? Yeah. And, it's, and I just want to make it apparent, like, it's, it's, I'm not speaking facts. It's just something that I question some thoughts. These are thoughts of mine, you mm. know what I mean? Right, right. Shit I question. I'm welcoming y'all into my mind, my scattered brain. <laughs> and um, I, I do understand that because before I, I state my opinion or my thought, I do want to say that I get that exercise or wanting to change your physical appearance is normal. Like that's normal people work out um if you don't like something small about yourself you change it but i think the important thing to to know and to bring up is that when people become obsessive over it right and that's what i was about to say is like when people usually like kind of engage in those type of like you know if they work out if they want to be extra small after extra buff it's like always an extreme where the outcome really never satisfied so that's why they keep on going so it's like that's when it become a mental thing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's not just a goal to lose five pounds it's like it's a goal to not look fat you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so you can lose five pounds oh i'm still fat and fat is natural on your body like you should have fat and everybody's not the same so look at i want to know i don't know how that works so do people see something and they're locking their mind like a, a mental thing and they be like this is what i want to be this is the definition of man i don't know i never knew anybody personally who was anorexic but i've seen things like it it might be a, a little bit of loose skin and they're like mm. oh i gotta get rid of this fat right you know but they already are very skinny otherwise it's really just their natural 
skin elasticity. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. I don't know. So, <clears throat> my main question, right, in dealing with this topic, I wanted to know if transgender um, people are considered to have body dysmorphia um, by definition. If it is an issue um, mentally with your actual physical appearance and how you see yourself and um, people who are transgender say they are the opposite sex um, than they are born, wouldn't that be very similar to body dysmorphia yeah so in that case wouldn't it be considered a mental illness yeah because i think they have a different term for it i can't think of it right now but even if that's the case it's like they have to dig deeper mentally to even describe like why you think that way you know what i'm saying right because especially like when i look at the situation with Dwayne wade's kid um children i'm like how do you even know as a child what it is to be a man what it is to be a woman um to know that this is what i am this is what i was born this is what i should be like what about being a woman is so appealing to you as an adolescent that you like this is what is it the clothes right you just want to dress like i just want to like know what characteristics like, yeah like because at that point in life, as a young girl, you don't even understand what it is to be a woman or femininity and none of those things. Like, you're figuring it out for yourself. Right. And I wonder if, like, you know, maybe those kids that even the parents allow them to, like, go through life, even to their adulthood, do they have some type of regrets in a sense? You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a whole show about it. Um I am jazz, I think. It comes on like TLC or something. And it's a transgender woman, meaning that um, she was born a man or boy and became a girl, transitioned to a girl. And um, she has regrets. I mean, like, like you don't even know what it's like right. to, <laughs> to be a boy or a girl, for real. So, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Cause it's like, all right, I, I get, cause you know, some people think they were black when they white, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, it's still a mental disorder. Racism. I don't know. That's another topic. If it, racism and mental disorder, but even going back to that, it's like, so where do we in society? Because even in Dwayne Wade child, mm-hmm. you have counselors now, like professionals, um, coping with. Like, you know, kind of helping these kids making kind of normalized. Mm-hmm. So is it, if it's a mental disorder, are they normalizing a mental disorder? And that's my whole thing. It's like you won't see somebody, you don't deal with somebody who's anorexic by saying, oh, yeah, get as skinny as you can, starve yourself. Like you want to get them help and treatment. You know, we don't deal with the Rachel Dolezals of the world by saying, yeah, go ahead. You transracial. That's what they right. call them. You want to be black? Go ahead, be black. We don't deal with them like that. So, so why is it that we pass laws to allow these people to go ahead and change their genders? And have medical procedures. Not even laws. If you take yeah. laws out, it's like life risking. You're risking your life, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
that's why I, you know I don't understand and I think the whole point of like asking questions not attacking or judging yeah just like you know it's kind of like a contradiction in society altogether you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. even if we think about we teaching our black girls to appreciate their natural black skin their natural black hair and stuff like that or whoever they are but then when it becomes a point where that black girl will be like hey I'm a man <laughs> you know right so it's like how can we function like do we encourage her to be that you know and vice that's what I'm saying like you know society just be confusing me <laughs> and then, <laughs> and somebody tried to compare it to okay well in that case homosexuality is a mental illness and I'm like ah mm. but that's a difference because number one people don't obsess over it you're not physically changing anything about yourself or you know being excessive in anything right. and um to some extent like it's a choice you make who you want to sleep with nobody's changing their whole being and being a transgender isn't about sexuality a lot of the people who i personally have encountered still sleep with whoever they were sleeping with before they transitioned so it had nothing to do with that so it's deeper in the mind yeah and my whole thing is well my, my whole question came from if it is in fact a mental illness then we going about this all wrong because counseling should be given certain treatment should be given well, that's but what they I'm also saying. like you do they that's what they doing now they have counseling for these kids but they're encouraging it you know what i'm saying but it's also see... benefits that they could get you can get social security disability benefits because so you think that's why i think recently they have said that um they don't consider it as a mental disorder now but it should be you can get look, you can get benefits under it's called the somatic symptom disorder. Any mental disorder that manifests as physical symptoms that suggests illness or injury but isn't tied to the effect of a substance. And you can apply for disability assistance. So if it's not a disability now they can't apply for it. And that's the whole thing. They wanna be normal. But um yeah, <laughs> I know. I know, I get it. And I feel like um, they are normal. Shit. I, think, I, I know autistic people who are some of the brilliant, most brilliant people you could come across. But that don't take away from the fact that they still have a mental illness. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are normal people. Normal people who feel things and, you know, are growing and but evolving. But you not you, you are whatever you born, son. Like Yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing is, I think my whole thing that... In my mind is that it's so many bullshit layers in society because it's like are we normalize people getting plastic surgery um because if you say why if you tell a woman why you're getting bigger breasts in, nowadays mm-hmm. like oh you can't tell a woman what to do with her body you know what i'm saying if you call her out yeah. on it and she don't you know whatever but it's still hard today like black people still fighting for justice like just to be considered as a human Mm-hmm. But you got other people out here denying that fact. You know what I'm saying? Not even denying that, but looking for another fight, I guess. Yeah. But then that fight is easier because society accepts that. You know what I'm saying? They they can change their gender. But then they don't realize, like, if you black, 
<laughs> you still don't got no right. So you still fighting. So I don't know. I, I think that's my whole stance of it. Like, I don't care what people do with their cells and mm-hmm. their body. I just want to be able to walk out front of my house <laughs> and don't have to worry about the police. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You just want it to make sense a little bit and be fair. And I get it. I've talked to, you know, some of my friends about this same topic because I didn't understand that, um, for instance, men who dress like women and want to be referred to as women, even if they don't have surgery or any type of cosmetic procedure, any they're not transitioning, they still are considered transgender. And to me... And they're fighting to have that right. Yeah, but to me, I just felt like that's some, like that shit ain't fair. I mean, if I'm being honest, I feel like it's not fair because I'm like, as a woman who bleeds every month, who know, who goes through whatever struggles or whatever oppressions that you face, it's like you want to have a, a choice woman, to have this. Yeah, that to me, that's no different than which I fight people like saying, women rights. Or no, it's no different than people saying that they black and they not. Mm-hmm. If they could just take the benefit of being black. Right. And they don't have to deal with none of the bullshit that you go through being black. That's or not when fair. they when it comes to them, they can back out. They exactly. got the option. You know like if saying? this if this person could decide to just put on jeans and a polo and cut their hair and be like, nah, I'm Brad now. Right. You know, that's not fair. That's not fair. I I I mm-mm. no. I say commit fully. If you're gonna cut your dangling off, then maybe we can start talking. <laughs> but if but you see, still then got they, that's what I'm saying. Then you got men that do that. Yeah, and, that's... and they will go through that. And that's when I was like, "Where in your mind will you decide?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's all I'm thinking. You know, what I'm saying maybe, uh, you know, uh, I mean, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. And so from there, right, I start thinking. Okay, well, if being transgender could be a form of body dysmorphia is all of this cosmetic surgery that we see on a daily is that body dysmorphia mm-hmm. and then I, I, I thought about this song right here I'll play the clip yeah my hair and my ass babe so what so what I get my rent paid with it I mean and and, and I, I look at like the OnlyFans progression and the strip clubs and everything, and but that's, you know what that's how I go. Of the last episode, the hobosexual. Yeah. <laughs> so is it is it cosmetic sexual? <laughs> I don't know what that's because called. Because she's someone man. to get her rent paid. She doing all that, like yeah. the last song, like and then is it a survival tactic? Maybe. Mm. Maybe depending on the industry. Well, you know what? I don't know because I know women who are teachers. You know, yeah, um, but even not even it would make sense for me if you worked in an industry based on your looks, because then you just investing into your career. But I think in more society and the more we got the social media, it's like we own we our own little celebrities, micro celebrities, because you got your Facebooks, you got your, you know, like you got all that. So people always looking. Mm-hmm. Why you think the teachers are getting cosmetic surgery? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You remember what your teachers looked like in elementary school? Yeah. They was old, old. as shit. And then Fat. the youngest ones still dressed like they was old just because they was teachers. Mm-hmm. They want to be respected. Respect. Right. These teachers now, 
These nurses, these. <laughs> Yo, I was listening to something recently, and they were saying that like the nurses, the dental assistants, they like all of them look like they could get off work at five and go work at the strip club. Is that the society, sex-driven society? We want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, cause then I started looking at like you know celebrities. Some of these strippers might be doctors. <laughs> they might be paying their way through med school. That was the stripper myth, right? Yeah. Strip to pay your way through school. That was our myth. That's what Chris up. Rock and said. And that's the reality that became because we grew <laughs> up on it. Just like hip hop. <laughs> they spoke it into existence. Yeah. 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 Some of them ain't going to school. And it shows. They might. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something ignorant. <laughs> Comedies now. Also, not. but um so all right i'm gonna ask you so so we talked about the claremont twins already oh mj Mm -hmm. the cosmetic surgery he had is that michael jackson yeah michael jackson see that's a classic example like no bullshit i'm not trying to be funny Mm -hmm. but that's like it should be the case study for body dysmorphia yeah no bullshit (laughs) Not mm-hmm. even body dysmorphia, but even transracial. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because even though he I always identified, yeah, but it's like he went to the extreme, and I don't even think like he could have. He would have it like him, right? Mm-hmm. But I think still in his mind, the way his mind worked, and he was a genius. He was like, I see white people. If I look white, I can control everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's still black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's but- what was the problem. You said something uh, recently, like he went as far as to have make sure his kids were white mm-hmm. to make sure they didn't have his maybe the same trunk, maybe the same self consciousness that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole family, <laughs> and then yeah, but because what he said, his father used to make fun of his black features, and so that to me that says that it's them. a mental thing. That his father got a mental thing too because. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like trickled down. Yeah, because you know now all his siblings got the same cosmetic surgery. And they didn't go to the extreme as Mike did. No. You know? Well, I don't know. Before Joe passed, rest in peace, he looked a little... No slim? Yeah. I think that was like, you know, old age. Because sometimes <laughs> people, like, features change when they get old too. Mm-hmm. Who knows? He might have. Yeah. Janet, she she went back and forth. So I don't know but I think if it's she, just like fillers Maybe it's the stuff. struggle of her trying to break that cycle, you know? Mm, maybe. Possibly. Oh, oh, Latoya. She went extreme, too. But she was already light-skinned, though. Yeah, but she looked crazy now. She was obsessed with her brother. Now, that that's a different... <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing, because she was obsessed with Mike. <laughs> She's yeah. she like, oh, Mike got a slim nose? Let me... So yeah. what about like Lil' Kim? But that's the same thing. And so like even when I was looking up body dysmorphia and they were saying they don't have a it's not like you born with it. Mm-hmm. Usually it's environmental things that kinda cause it, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. stuff around you. Um and that's that's what I look at. That's the common denominator. Like his a mic environment, his father, his family constantly teased him. And these the people, we do this to little Kim? That's what you're saying? Not even that. But I think the men that she was around, she always said, I don't know if she always said, but she was in love with Biggie. 
and if you look at yeah Mm. you know and then she not even biggie but she said that's how a lot of niggas that she i guess dealt with yeah because i don't know who that woman is now it's like I'm stuck in a basement, sitting <laughs> on a tricycle, girl, getting on my nerve. Going out of my and that's what mind. she said to herself. Man, I don't know who she looked like a Cheshire cat. But she looking better now, nowadays. That she she was worse. All right, so it's this woman they actually called her cat woman. Mm-hmm. She's a white woman, and she was beautiful. And mm-hmm. if you see her now, she doesn't look like a cat. What did she look she like? She went to the extreme because you know, I think people obsessed with like, uh, you know how cat got like squinty eyes, mm-hmm. so her face is like real, real skinny, like her eyes is like real, but she make everything else fat. She injected like the cheeks. So what she look like? Like a tiger, one of those exotic oh, tigers. I'm about to say you can't pull it up. Oh well, I'll look it up later. Yeah. I'm about to say yeah, look up her. They call her the real live cat. And it is a mental disorder. That's what I'm saying. Any, anytime you, like, kind of cut off your body, mm-hmm. whether it's transgender or whatever, it's some type of mental. Yeah, like I don't I know. Can't I don't want to say like mental disorder. Shaving my body. You know, my cousin asked me um, the other day. You know, hypothetically, if you could change anything about yourself, like cosmetic surgery wise, what would you do? And I and even that's that question. When he asked me the question, yeah. I was like. Uh, I don't know what I feel like is worth the risk because people die during surgery a lot. And so I'm like, I don't know what I would feel like is worth the risk cosmetically to risk my life. He right. was like, oh, you're no fun. So then I, I was like, lipo, you know, because who don't want lipo? But I'm saying, <laughs> what would... And that's, yeah, I guess that's like... And then I said injections in my knees so I could be taller. With certain cosmetic surgery, you can do yourself. Not not cut yourself open. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, like, mm-hmm. if you want lipo, you can actually lose weight. But, like, people that got a big nose, mm-hmm. you can't exercise your nose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's your nose, though. Right, right. You were born with that nose. But, see, that's why I think that's become normalized because it's like, oh, if people can fix their nose, then I can get this little lipo. I can cut open it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's still... To me, it's taking a risk. And it's weird. that It's it's like we are inadvertently cloning ourselves. Because everybody looks the same. But we can. Yeah, but wh- that don't mean you should. But that's freedom. I, that's what I want to know. Is that freedom? Like, when do God step in? You know what I'm saying? God this gave you process. the features to begin with. Now you're going against God to yeah, say, like... But that's what I'm saying. What do God step in in the process? You like, know better than God, it? I guess, now. That's how people making it seem, like... So you think they blaming? Like, oh, you made me this way. You made an accident on me. Basically, that's what they saying. But see, it go, that's further than a mental disorder. That's me. a God complex. Yeah. That's a mental disorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what's... You said. I was about to say that's what's about to be ruined. That's what's ruined the world. Even mental, like. Uh, you said before the world needs therapy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this whole thing is not to judge anybody or to put anybody down. It's just to say like we normalize what we would cons- we ourselves would consider mental illness. Right. We put these one set of people in a group and decide they need help, but. 
even if you are moving the exact same way, parallel, but under a different name, we don't treat them the same way. You know what I mean? Um, and then, like, I thought about Tiny, right, who's clearly had a lot of work done. Um, like, she talk funny Did now. She? What? She had a lot of work done? She definitely had a lot of work done. I remember not too long ago, maybe in the last few years, time moved so fast. I think it was, like, the last few years. When she went to Africa and got the procedure to get her eye color changed. And her daughter followed after her and did the same thing and had it reverse it because she almost went blind. And so I was like, damn, she has a little daughter because, you know, we always talk about protecting the kids. And I think like the thing that scares me the most about getting old is not that I'm getting old. It's just that. The younger generation will someday have to be our doctors and lawyers. And someday they are now. <laughs> they have to, they, you know. Taking out blood. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, but I see the shit that they parents doing and I'm like, this is so destructive, self-destructive. Right. Because I'm like, when we, when we age, we go through phases of our life, right? Awkward phases. When times we don't understand uh, how our body's changing during puberty or we don't always like it, we see ourselves in these weird lights or whatever. When you have so much cosmetic surgery done, little Kim, tiny, whatever, and they have daughters, um, how do you teach your daughter that through these awkward phases to still love yourself, to still love these features when the features that I gave you that came from me, I changed them the first chance I could. Like, how can I tell my daughter her beautiful eyes or her beautiful brown eyes? You know what? Are gift they from not, God. They not <laughs> going to do that. She going to let her change them at 15? No. Yeah, if she asks, her daughter recognize that. Mm-hmm. And because it's like the Joe Jackson effect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine, I don't know. I don't know these people, these reality, I say reality, these celebrities. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I can imagine if their child say, oh, at 15 and I want to get breast implants because mm-hmm. I want to say it was some celebrity child I was like your body haven't even developed yet like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so but looking at their parents you know what I'm saying that's the lifestyle they live that's the lifestyle they encourage that's the freedom that's what I'm saying like where's the limit and see, not even a, even I'm, these celebrities they get their teeth fixed right they get the veneers everybody just gets veneers even if you don't need them Mm-hmm. They just give veneers. You have to maintain those at least like every 10 years. They say that's why Beyonce uh, breast thing. Because people don't brush their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> just, they just put the white That wasn't what I heard. That was a robot. Yeah, I, I heard that too. That. Nas said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but. Um, I think Buster Rhymes did too. What happens when you don't have that money no more? In 10 years, you got to maintain those stairs. Or even if the money gets taken away. And that's why I think a lot of people don't realize that you can have a lot of money and it can be taken away. So how are you going to maintain these mm-hmm. cosmetic? That's why, yeah. And your Not, teeth be like shark teeth. They shave your actual teeth down yeah. to fit the caps. So you lose them, you basically lost your teeth. They'll be fitting old, you for dentures. You old as shit. <laughs> but then you can commit a crime. Because, you know, or you could fake your death. Because mm. they look at your teeth to identify you. If you get some fake teeth. You'll have a fingerprint. You can saw them off. 
Oh, bleach it. Burn them off. <laughs> what are you planning? What are you planning over there? I'm just saying, that, took a, that's, that might be a different mental yeah. disorder. <laughs> that might be psychotic. <laughs> right. But, um. Because how different is that? Like, is that the pressure of fame or is it just the pressure of acceptance. just society in general? Acceptance? Yeah. I think maybe acceptance. And I think a lot of people are fragile where they don't know how to move outside of that disapproval. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at a, at a time, I think it wasn't even allowed. But then, that's why I'm just trying to understand this world. And I think that's what everybody be trying to do in certain periods in their lives. You know? Yeah. Don't matter how old. Because you think old people would know more than us, but there's some older people now that you'd be like... That's why I hate <laughs> when people be like, just respect your elders. Because I'm like, some of these old people ain't do shit but get old. Like, some of them didn't yeah. do nothing. They didn't contribute to civil rights. They just old fools. They ain't Spectacles. wise. Yeah. <laughs> Spectacles. Sit I remember back. I asked my grandma one time. Bystanders. Uh, what was she doing during the civil rights movement? Like, when Martin Luther King uh, came and marched here to Ivor Dreams. She like, I, I wasn't listening to that damn man. So I'm like, shit. Mm. Well, what? <laughs> you know? What did you do? She was working. Working. She, was, she said she was in the house. She ain't turned that shit on TV. See, everybody didn't contribute to the movement, but... But now it seems like you're obligated to, to contribute to the movement because, you know, it was easier, to, I guess, to ignore the movement back then because we didn't have, like, phones and <laughs> TVs and stuff. You couldn't ignore it. When your ass had to go to a goddamn blacks-only... Whatever. What, back then? Yeah. Back then, no. They would just be like, oh, they get the message late. Oh, y'all marching over there in Alabama? <laughs> they couldn't just send out a blast email, you know. The march on Washington was in D.C. Yeah, exactly. But you know how long it took? Imagine <laughs> right now we could just plan a march in D.C. in a week. Mm-hmm. Just gather everybody around, but... Back then, that's why it was a lot of people that wasn't, because they didn't know. They were like, oh, that's what happened over there? I'm good over here. <laughs> I don't want it no It wasn't parts. good, though. That's the thing. But people don't, I think that's what people don't look at the bigger picture. Even taking it back to the body dysmorphia and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you might feel, a, I don't know, because I can never put my, I ain't going to say, oh, yeah, I can say, I can never put my mind in a person. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. Uh, it's like that's what I think I want to understand. It's more of understanding. Like, how did you get to that point in your life or in your mind where you want to? Yeah, like what about it? Yeah, that's. I think that's what I, I um, want to understand. It's like, to especially children. Like, what about being a boy or girl? Don't you agree with that? You want to be the opposite sex because it's still problems. You know what I'm saying? It's still hard over here. And these challenges, you're never going to really understand. Right. You're going to have your unique set of challenges because you're transitioning, but you're not going to understand this group's challenges, really. You're never going to understand them. But that's why I always be like, when we talk about protecting the kids, Mm -hmm. that's like even mentally, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, we got a group of people, not even a group of people. I hate to divide people, but Mm -hmm. you got society saying that, all right, it's okay for you to feel that way. And which it is, whatever. But in the long run, like what, you know what I'm saying? They still developing. 
Yeah, exactly. And that I think that should be like the main reason why it shouldn't be done so early. I get protecting your child mentality because kids want to commit suicide so early, but that's but do you not think necessarily kids just think the about answer. when they want to say that. Not to cut you off. No, you good. But like the same, like when a kid say they want to become like Dwayne Wade. Let's let's say, use that as an example. Mm-hmm. Do you think his child? think of oh I want to become a woman because sex related or do he see the characteristic because if that's not the case then like the counselors or the supporters is like where your mind is at where you think that it's more about who that like Boosie you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying why you gonna let your it's like a perverted situation when the adult pushes the child yeah, yeah. you shouldn't even be thinking about sex right. at that age right um so why do we yeah maybe it's the, it's the the clothes and because i i feel like i guess a, a young boy who chooses to wear women's clothes would be looked at different than if he would just become his a father wear questionable clothes he do he does <laughs> so is he about that absolutely does <laughs> you know i don't know i really don't but know. even prince right mm-hmm. look at prince Wore high heels and everything. Mm-hmm. But people, I guess it's personal identification, I guess. And you have to have a certain strength. It takes a certain strength to be comfortable being yourself, I think. Um, and maybe most people just aren't equipped with that strength. But see, that's where I think professionals come into play. But see, it's professionals that encourage them. Like, it's okay. For, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Cause I think about like uh, Caitlyn, right? We talked about Caitlyn before, I think, on the podcast, and how it's confusing because on Father's Day you still want Father's Day gifts. But Caitlyn's still a white man in court. That's the, that's <laughs> what I always say. Like when you look at like the first person that did this, it usually a white man become. He's the first, you know. <laughs> So the rules are just different. Yeah. But then they kind of set like a mentality. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they set like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Y'all can follow behind me. And it's God complex. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of trickled down in education and everything. I noticed that one of the kids just says dad. And some of the other kids say Caitlyn. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? As if like, you know, I'm not acknowledging this shit. Like you want gifts on this day because I don't feel like it would be fair to my so I mother. Call, I'm about to say so single woman that raised their child by themselves mm-hmm. they can be called dad. No. Why not? Call your mom dad one day. I'm not. I have a dad. <laughs> I got two. <laughs> I'm not. My mother that's knows what I'm who saying. she what's, is. She's what's, my mother. So that's the limitation. Is that not good enough? So what do you model? So do gender defines if you're a father or mother yes society like the, telling me not because <laughs> <Caitlyn> Jenner is <laughs> like what do you say that's a white man make her own rules <laughs> she not he not she that's <laughs> that's when you have hey, to you do just gotta that. say caitlin caitlin is not all not. right so that's what i'm saying so caitlin got that freedom mm-hmm. i'm still trying to fight for the basic <laughs> <laughs> you could call me cj Akmal, uh, 
um, whatever, Mr. Right. Boulevard. Right. That's cool. And then, so the way, way, right? The fact that they live so publicly, and this child could grow up and decide, you know what? This wasn't the move. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I decided that <laughs> I don't want to pursue this any further, you know? But then, does it also block them out different opportunities for even experience? Like, even kissing your first girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, different things that I think that will make you attracted. Like, even when it becomes to that point. But, but it's already she some, might still like girls. So, you call her... Uh, See, I see, that's just, but see, <laughs> so you calling him a lesbian? No, I was about to say you calling him a her. <laughs> also not. Also not. <laughs> but it's I not. mean, but that's the understanding. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's call people by their names. <laughs> I guess that's that's my thing. When I when I can't figure it out, I just call them by their name. Excuse me, what's your name? Yeah, that's <laughs> at that point. I don't even want to know. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> I feel but like, see, though, it takes away a little bit of, like, a person's choice to have a conversation non-biased. Right, so when they become adults and become dating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you think a man born a woman should tell another man, regardless mm. of mm. the cosmetic surgery or mm. anything, do you think... I take my glasses off. <laughs> do you think that, you know... <sighs> okay. See, I want to I wanna answer that with a question. For me, personally, absolutely yes. Because yeah. I just always want the freedom to make my own decision. I don't need you making a decision for me. Because to me, that's the same thing as saying, like, if you have HIV, but you're in a situation where it may not be transmittable at that time. You want to make that tell, decision. Yeah, tell me. Let me make that decision. Because you don't know what the hell I'm going to do. But if I feel like you lied to me, then I damn sure. If you lied stay. to me about your sex, you lied to me about where you was at. <laughs> Everything. I'm just gonna assume you're a liar. Yeah. yeah, I need that baby pictures. But see, that's what I'm saying. That's why it. Can I tell this story? Please, please do. We need the story right now because I. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet. Fuck, I went. <laughs> Every episode. But you know, I had tried to catch that three times. I saw you. And I was doing good. It's okay. It's all right. So, I um I met someone, like, online. Online dating is the fucking worst. I hate it. I, <laughs> see, that's, that's going to be another act. That's going to be 11, episode 11. Okay. But I met somebody, right? And we were talking, and the conversation was cool. Like, it was flowing. Um, it was a beautiful, beautiful girl, okay? Like, I even showed this girl's picture to a couple of my friends, and they're like, wow, she really pretty. I see it. You know, you weren't one of them. You <laughs> were one of them. But it was two guys, for sure. And they're like, wow, she's really pretty. Um, and we were talking a little more. Like, it's, it's like a week into it. And, um... You know, it was like a late night conversation, and I got some some new videos, mm. right? Demon and time. Demon time for sure. And uh, I'm looking at the fucking videos, and I see like this little white bump 
at the opening of the vagina. Whoa. So to me, I'm like, this is a herpy? Like, you really bold. Like, you gonna send me a goddamn uh, nude with your herpy outbreak popping off? Comedies now. Also not. Yeah, but I'm like, yo, what? Like, I can't, what am I supposed to do with this? So I didn't say anything. And, like, she was using, a um, like, a vibrator in the video. So I'm, I'm like, okay. And it's, like, moisture. Like, it's wet, everything. So Can I stop <laughs> one time? So when you said a white bump, was it, like, a white bump, like a pimple? I, I wasn't quite sure. I said I thought it was a herpy. I didn't know. What do herpy look like? They like uh, like a blister, a white blister. Is and then it? it splits open and like oozes. I seen this on Google. I look stuff up because I want to. Yeah, be me aware. too. Because that's yeah, that's what I was about to say. I seen some dangerous. No, pictures it wasn't. It wasn't like a lot. It was like one bump, and so I'm like, well, maybe it was a pimple. I didn't know, and I didn't ask questions at the that's time. That's what I was about to ask you. <laughs> I didn't ask questions at the time. I was just like, I, right, you know. Whatever, because we're not having sex. It's just a video, so it wasn't time to ask questions for me yet. Um, so shortly after, I viewed a video. I didn't say anything. I guess that was the time that this person was expecting me to say something. Like, she was expecting me to, to ask questions, and I didn't. So she was like, I have something to tell you. Mm. And I'm like, oh, damn, that was a herpes. Mm. You know? <laughs> like, right, that's what I was about damn to say. She I was right. <laughs> so... Come to find out, she goes, yeah, I was born a man. Whoa. And I started transitioning when I was 15. Mm. And I'm a woman now. All right. Pause. 15. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's the age where you, because right now you kind of might have sexually experienced. Uh-huh. Do you think that's the, like, what made her, him, well, a her? That, it's a her, right? Now it's a now, her. Yeah. Yeah. But him at that time. So that's the thing. When you go through those transitions, those are like critical things in your life. And that's, that's why I think it should be discussed. So I feel like something happened where like as the guy was buying estrogen off the street. Mm, is that even safe? No, it's not. It's not safe at all. And so when, whatever happened, I can't remember details verbatim, but. She ended up, it ended up being funded by the state. Like, the state helped her transition into being a woman. Somehow. So, basically, it ended up happening for free. And she ended up being, like, it was a very beautiful girl or whatever. But, from that point on, I had so many questions. And then... I have. That's why I'm trying not to cut you <laughs> off. <laughs> you see my mind just like... I see you like, uh, what? So... Long story short, like, we didn't last very long after that. Um, okay. But I'm not in my maturity level to deal with some shit but like that. But it's even maturity level. I don't, I it's guess. Like, that's why I'm saying limitations. Like, that's why I want to know, what is the limitation in humanity? <laughs> in humans in general. You got to know your, per- some people love that. Some people yeah, are into And I understand that. that, and that's cool. But then don't try to convince everybody else that it. I appreciate her for telling me. Yeah, you know. But she can't get mad at you or call no, you no. a transphobic. Because I don't. You, she didn't go off on me or nothing like nah, that. No, but I'm saying, but and we kind of just like faded off, and I didn't say nothing. It was something that nothing. you said that I wanted to, because I wasn't trying to forget. But that it was wet. 
No. <laughs> oh, because I had <laughs> questions about that. And she told oh. me, oh, so the other day, I told this same story to my cousin. And he was like, yeah, I remember when the trans community was mad with the sanitary napkins, pads, always pads, because they were directing their sales and marketing to women only. And they wanted it to open up to be all inclusive. <laughs> so I was highly upset because no one else has periods except women. So it should be marketed to women. Like condoms are marketed to men, even though. But that's how far the mental. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like when you have laws. See, I'm not trying to get canceled. But when they change laws and shit, we've been trying to change laws for like women getting equal pay. You know what I'm saying? Like simple shit like that. But then you got a man or a white man or whatever, a man. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. That's why I'm saying anything. I asked about the procedure, about what happened. So, so do you still talk to her? No. That a friend? She blocked me. Oh, because you're transphobic? I'm not transphobic. She blocked me because some other shit. I don't know. It was something unrelated. So would you ever be... No. I'm too confused. So, you, but the point you're missing in... Oh, shit. <laughs> missing. <it. laughs> the point you're missing is that it was a guy who transitioned to a woman, but was still attracted to women. That's what I was going to ask you. I didn't know if I was a lesbian, if I was straight. It was too fucking confusing. <laughs> so, I was like, man, I gotta go. Like, I don't know what going Just give me a woman if you are born a woman. Like, <laughs> I just like women and men. That was... But see, they cause that's what I'm saying. I don't want to sound offensive or like, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. if it is a real mental disorder, I don't want to make it seem like a joke. Just because I wouldn't take a joke as... Somebody that's bulimic or whatever, you know? Yeah, you don't want to make fun of the afflicted. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, listen, prayers to all those people. Prayers the to world, the challenges. Dude. The challenges that they face. Because like I said, they are a unique set of challenges. Um, no two are alike. I'm just trying to understand. Well, basically, you know what? I'm, not even, I'm just sharing what my thought pattern is like behind that's that dangerous nowadays what sharing my thoughts streaming your thoughts live you know yeah but i mean it is what it is i'm open to to somebody Criticism. letting me yeah or, or somebody informing me on um they're not gonna inform you they're gonna attack but you. their truth is they're gonna attack you i ain't scared of these people on the internet <laughs> you gotta be you know what i could do that's like most you of these people should do. You can't. And That's then, illegal. you know. Now. Also not. It's illegal. <laughs> but also not. Um, it was one other thing that I kind of wanted to talk to you about. I don't know, I sent you a video the other day. I'm not sure if you watched it. Um, it was of the lip service. An interview that went on. Lip service, lip service. Angela Yee. You know you sent me about 50 million videos. I don't think Watch I Watch them that. all. They all critical. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> okay, so I'll explain it to you. I'll give you a little background story. Um, lip service is Angela Yee, um, 
Stephanie Santiago, uh, Gigi, and L'Oreal. Right, it's four women. And this particular one was... They talk about sex, right? They normally talk about sex, but this particular one wasn't about sex. Mm. It was about Stephanie Santiago. She was actually not a host um, on this show. She was the guest. And they were talking about her addiction to pills. And, you know, I follow her on social media because it's a show that I've listened to even before Angela Yee was on The Breakfast Club when she was back on Sirius. I used mm-hmm. to listen to um, The Morning After, it was called. Um, so, Stephanie, I noticed that she had gotten really skinny, but she always had been someone who liked being thin. Um, but... This time, it looked like her appearance was changing drastically. Um, but again, I didn't say too much. Like I'm not a person that runs and comments right. on the internet. Because you never know. Yeah, you thing. don't know what people are going yeah. through. And I know how I felt when I was going through my own shit, so I don't... Right. Um, but come to find out, she was addicted to Percocets and Xanax. And um, she was talking about how during the pandemic... It became worse. Mm, I can imagine. Yeah, she was like, she ended up buying like seventy pills. She was spending like two thousand dollars at yeah. a time on pills, and she was taking like sixteen pills a day. Cause you're thinking that you're still moving and operating like any sixteen other. pills a day. When those pills be like four to six max, and you taking sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's what she was saying was what led her. To seeing a doctor. She said she saw a holistic doctor. And before she could tell her what was wrong. The doctor looked her in her eyes. And was like. Oh you have a drug addiction. And if you don't stop. You are going to die in the next 10 years. And she's like yo I'm only 35. In 10 years. Like I'm still young you know. And her mother's an addict. So you know. That history of addiction so there. addiction they say that's a mental illness so that's what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that's why i said that the world need healing but she was like she didn't even like percocet she said she had took it before and she didn't she didn't like it um when she actually needed it she was dating a guy that got her hooked on percocet mm-hmm. and she was like yo she almost died she said she took one one time and um what was it Xanax at this time? She took a pill. She she bought some pills off no, it must have been Xanax. She bought some pills off the street and she took one of them. She said she was going crazy. Like she said she didn't feel normal like how she normally feels. She took a pill, she was losing her mind, like running into shit. Right. So she went to a pharmacy and purchased a test. And when she purchased the test, she did like the drug analysis and the test had the, the pill had fentanyl in it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, when you get that shit off the street. Yeah. And so, you know, fentanyl is the one hit a quitter. You take too much yeah. of that. So, and and Gigi stated that, like, it was a guy that was supplying Stephanie that was her friend. And he hit her and was like, yo, I'm not supplying her with nothing else. Like, she's scaring me. And she was like, Stephanie was like, yo, I didn't know why he stopped answering my calls. He did stop, stop you know, answering me. And she was like, that was a blessing, but at the same time, when you want to get some and, shit, and you won't get it. her dealer. Yeah. And he was like, no, he wasn't doing it. Because so, he said he gave her a whole bunch, 
But then that's to her, that's what I'm saying. Respond. Even dealers, like you don't think people gonna get addicted to that, especially during the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I drink more. Oh yeah. During the day, mm-hmm. like I can drink every day, but then you know you go to work. You know you got responsibilities. Nowadays, it's like you so much at home. You it's like that blur is like when the responsibilities kick in. Because before you could compartmentalize your environments. It's like. What happens at the bar is at the bar. At work is at the work. Is at work. At home is home. Now it's like home is work. Home is the bar. Home is like you don't have the all the lines are now. blurred. Yeah, <laughs> all the lines are blurred. Yeah. But she ended up detailing like the detox process and like what you go through. And I'm like, this generation is hooked on pills. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. I feel like, yo, that was so important for her to let that be known. Like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody in the spotlight, somebody who has a platform and still like, nah, this ain't it. Like, and detail what it went. And even watching the interview, she still looked like she wasn't all the way there. she better than what she was. Yeah. And that's how how you know how bad it got. Yeah. And she said she been sober for like two months or three months now or something like that she's still fragile she's still fucked up like it just she looked disconnected she laughing at shit that ain't funny like nobody else laughing she like yeah I almost died <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it just wasn't funny well i just want to know like if that's your co-host and we've been doing this show for forever granted i guess it's work but i'm about to say that's even though that's what i think yeah imagine working with your co-worker right you hate your job. Your coworker, you might be cool with that coworker. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. But then I guess that's the difference when you love your job and you like what you created. That's what I'm love, saying. Yeah. This is this is something separate that she's doing on the side from her nine to five. So I would think that the people who are involved are closer to her so that they would be able to reach out to her and be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? I don't think they care. They act like they didn't know what was going on. Right. Except because they probably don't. She said she was mean while she was on the pills. Like, she was a lot meaner, you know, um, off-putting. Like, if I was around you and I'm seeing you wilding, I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You'd probably be like, that nigga off the pills. <laughs> I would tell you about pills. yourself, though. You know, that's the first thing I would do. You pill-head ass nigga. You're going to tell me and I'm like, <laughs> What the fuck? All right, I'm going to do some more pills. And you're going to be telling everybody else, yeah, you know that nigga off the pills. Nah, I'll be like, we need to do an intervention. You know that used to be my nah, favorite show. But that's the thing. A lot of people don't do interventions. A lot of people don't tell them, like, look, you a pill head. <laughs> they wait till she, they probably waited to, I don't know. You got to write a letter and be like, yo. No, she said she kicked it by herself. She was home alone. That's that's Nobody the only way you can do it. But she said it's dangerous to do it like that because you go through so much physical illness that sometimes it's you not, need somebody it, it to help dangerous. you. It is dangerous, but it's necessary. Yeah. I know my own. That's how you know that's when you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess you feel like, yo, I put myself in this situation. There's nobody's responsibility to pull you out. And you want to feel like you're stronger than whatever it is that's holding you back. Right. You know what I'm or, saying? Yeah, you're stronger than, yeah. You're stronger than the drug. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm good. I can beat this shit. I'm and glad I don't have an addictive personality. Thank God. Like, thank I, God. I think I do, but I think I haven't tapped into it because I've seen with my parents. Like, 
Both of my parents have their addictive personality in different ways. Mm-hmm. But people can but sometimes too, too use much. it as an excuse. They yeah. say, well, my, my daddy did it, so I'm going to do it. I used to do it. <laughs> yeah. Even my mother, like my mother, like I didn't never look at her as an, it had an addiction. Mm. But she was on the pills because it was like she was getting it from her doctor. She wasn't going on the street. Mm-hmm. She knew what and those be that's that's how it always starts. That's how it always starts. It starts usually with like an injury, right? And doctors prescribe you pills. And your family have an injury, like oh, do you have mm-hmm. oxy? Well, you, you know go whatever. Change your doctor. Yeah. And so no, nah, I don't have no more of these. Can yeah. I get this? You know the symptoms by that. You know. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what to say. Yeah. The, that opioid addiction is crazy and. And the shit on the street is way Have worse. you ever had opioids? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. How does that make you feel? I mean, it's I something deal that you want to do every day? But I actually deal with pain. I don't think nothing is fun about, like, being out on the street and fighting sleep. Because that's generally what happens if you take Percocets or... You see people nodding off in the club. Like, I nothing about I seen, that is fun. I seen somebody the other day in my neighborhood nodding off. <laughs> Yeah, that's not fun to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll. It's a numbing. <clears throat> that's why I always say the world needs healing. I need the world needs counseling. The because feels. those type of people, addiction is a mental thing. I need the feels to drive me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a person who, like. If you have nothing to drive, you want to be numb. But you find something, yo. Put your energy into anything, man. Like, anything. My cousin was making fun of me. I sent him my, uh. My playlist called writing is writing music. It drives your feels, evokes emotion. And he like, oh head ass. But mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. like it make me feel something when I'm writing. It motivates me. Mm-hmm. Like even if I'm in here, boohooing or reminiscing about love lost. Or, like it makes me feel something, so it fuels my artistic side. I I don't want to numb that pain i don't want it to be removed like it makes great art it, it's what makes me good at what i do that's the same thing why we love uh movies that we love they make us feel something music that we love they make us feel something if you take all that away this shit is pointless that's why they use that to control us that's why they use music to make it seem like our body's not right that we not this and the visuals and all that shit media Mm. Fuck them. That's the moral story. You got anything else you want to share today? We still haven't arrest and put the motherfuckers under the jail. No. See, nah, I was about to say something real way left, but <laughs> Brianna Taylor, I haven't forgot. No. I have not forgot. Never forget. People think I forgot because I don't post shit, but... They want to tell us never forget September 11th. Never forget. I forgot. This <laughs> I did. I did not know what day it was. It was not... It was I remember Blueprint. Jay-Z came out on 9-11 before. And Fabulous. Like, <laughs> Ghetto Fabulous. That's ignorant. People don't listen to me. <laughs> 9-11. No, they want us to forget our history and remember All this. buildings matter. All buildings matter. Donald that Trump was, said, nah, I got the tallest building nah, now, nigga. But that was trending. <laughs> All buildings matter. For real? Yeah. But, nah, I love y'all. It's old. That's I love all you everybody. got? Um, 
Yeah, for the most part, you know, that's all I got. Shout out to Naomi winning the U.S. Open. That's dope. Young black woman killing the game. That's her Shout second to, one. Shout out to Roddy MC. They dropped the how, album. Yeah. EP? Album? Big EP? Crown, yeah. Project. It's an EP. Project. I always call shit projects nowadays because what's the point of EP? Because they actually technically not albums. Yeah, you know, I never... My cousin just informed me that Meg never dropped the album. Yeah. I thought she they, did. That's what I always say. It's probably... I thought like, Fever was an album. Albums is... That's an album. Yeah. That's an album. <laughs> the record? Yeah. Yeah. I, her never had an album. Extended Play, that's where it came from. Because, like, Extended Play is... So, yeah. are albums obsolete now? No. Obviously not, because uh, we call it everything that's not albums, albums. That's what I'm saying. So they obsolete. We have so much music from Meg, from her. Project. And neither one of them have albums. So the albums are obsolete. Like, I I saw something that said her has won everything. But the music is not. Every award. Yeah. With no album. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. It means nothing. Boom, shakalaka. That's all I want (laughs) to say. Like, blue. (laughs) Yo, we love y'all so much. Thank you for rocking with us. Ten weeks in. Damn, that's like two months and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I hope we continue to just grow, get better. Uh, next week, ooh, I got a topic for you. Nah, we're talking about dating, virtual dating. Yeah, I got, I got, that's cool. I got, we got a story. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my cousin, man. You know what I'm saying? Keep black love alive. And I'll expound on that next next week. They found their black love on the internet? Hell no. They trying <laughs> to hold on to their black love without playing um, Never Have I Ever. That couple, once again, um, they back in the news. They back on the gossip We round. like reoccurring, you know, <laughs> guests. I got, the guests. I got updates, y'all. Woo. Reoccurring topics. It's spicy. It's spicy, man. I'm telling you. But until next week, stay up. Stay black. None of this transracial shit. We love y'all.